Recovery is not a solo endeavor, it's a team sport. You need a community around you to cheer you on, to lend an ear, to pick you back up when you fall. That's what Foundations Recovery Network's Life Challenge Program is here for. We are a positive, motivational community aimed at breaking down life's barriers and celebrating the accomplishments along the way. Our motto is, Dear Life, Challenge Accepted. Are you up for the challenge? Go to lcaccepted.com or call 615-221-5861. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. And thanks to you for supporting the show. Always great to be with you. I'm coming to you from a dingy hotel room deep inside the valley of Fresno, California, where I recently learned that it is not the armpit of California, which I had referred to, but my friend Dan uh, just explained to me that it's the taint of California. That would be Bakersfield and Fresno. Um, and Eureka is actually the armpit of California. So a little knowledge for you today, dropping some bombs. Thanks to thanks to the big homie Dan for that uh, that great comical knowledge this morning to start my day off. Um, and no disrespect to any of the listeners out there from Fresno, Bakersfield, Eureka. Uh, it's all in good fun and all much love to you. Uh, but yes, we're we're doing the thing from the hotel room style today. You may notice a little difference in uh, the audio. That's because I'm going uh, straight underground style from the hotel desk with the mic plugged straight into the laptop, and it's a little different for me. I like to have all the you know the hardware, the the mixer, the compressor, all that cool stuff that makes me feel all legit and cool. And today we're just going simple. And I gotta say, man, simplicity is pretty damn nice sometimes. Um, makes my life easy, that is for damn sure, and that goes in all aspects of it, not just recording podcasts. But always good to be with you, always good to be hanging out uh, and talking some recovery, supporting the recovery movement, um, definitely honored to uh, to be a part of it and to help end the stigma uh, that, uh, that we all know well uh, of addiction and alcoholism, and uh, depression, anxiety, all that bullshit that we're hit with, uh, you know, that um, that can really weigh us down sometimes. Um, man, I've noticed with myself just being, you know, in community and being around good people and having things to live for, uh, it's such a huge part and such an amazing part of uh, being, being satisfied and being excited to wake up every day. And we do that by finding out uh, who we are as people. Uh, I do that by finding out who I am, being honest with myself and working on the, the things that I need to work on uh, uh, throughout the day. Um, so that being said, uh, let me find, let's see here. I had a, I had a few notes I wanted to go over. We've gotten some great emails lately from, from, uh, from some listeners out there. And I just want to say, I, I can't, I can't read all of them 
um, today, but we will probably have an episode soon where we go through some of the emails that we've got uh, because there's just some 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 great folks out there that are doing some cool things and uh, that are sharing parts of what they're going through. And I think it's important that uh, we all know that we're not alone in this stuff and there's many other people out there going through some of the same same things. So um, like I always say in the intro, thanks to humans for bringing us in. Um, we're looking forward, Jess and I, we're supposed to meet up with uh, with Robbie from Humans. What's up to him? Hope he's doing well. Uh, very gracious of him to, uh, to grant us access to some Humans music to bring in the show and close it out. Uh, always good to hear some of that. So if you haven't checked any of their music out, be sure to do that. Uh, we're supposed to be hooking up with him, Jess and I, out in San Francisco recently, or, or soon to be, should I say. Um, and I found out it was a wedding show that that he's doing. So uh, not to give too many details away about, about what Robbie and humans are up to, but we might have to, uh, Jess and I might have to crash that, show up in a couple tuxedos and roll on in like like we know some folks up in the wedding and uh, drink a little little punch, maybe eat a little cake, say what's up to Robbie, uh, bump some tunes. Maybe Jess can get her dance on like back in the day. Uh, but much love to them. Uh, much much love to uh, to to them for supporting the show. We really appreciate that. Um, I want to talk to you real quick about reviews. Um, I think we have like 89 reviews on iTunes, and it would be an amazing thing, and it would really give me a boner, just a massive raging boner, if I went on iTunes next week and and I don't know, I was gonna say I'll take a picture of it and say that's really disgusting and gross, so I definitely won't take a picture of my boner and send it out. I don't want to end up in jail or anything for some weird shit. Um, but what I will say is I would love to hit a hundred reviews or a hundred and one reviews. That is um, 11 or 12 reviews. If we could get that uh, from you guys out there listening, that would be awesome. Um, it's, it's really cool. It helps rank the show in iTunes, and uh, I haven't plugged any reviews in quite a while. I used to used to ask for them regularly. Uh, hey, if you love the show, if it's helped you, if it's helped a family member, leave us a review. Uh, I haven't done that in a while, so I figured, what the hell, let's just do it on this one and, and do it big. If you haven't left a review on iTunes for the show and it has helped you, it's helped a family member, um, out there and you enjoy it, uh, please go on to iTunes, leave us a, a five-star review, uh, jot us a little note, of jot, who says jot, I can't stand that, I don't know why I just said that, but write us a little note on there, jot, what a stupid word, <laughs> write us a little note and uh, let us know how you like the show, let us know how it's helped you, uh, let us know how it's helped a family member um, and t- tell us what you think, that would be amazing if we could if we could hit 100 uh, by the what's what are we on uh, this this week? This is April, the end of April. If we could hit a hundred by like mid May or something, so you got a couple weeks to do it. Uh, please do that. And I'm gonna quote my homie O on this from the Share Podcast, another great podcast. If you haven't checked out um, any other recovery ones, uh, check out Share Podcast and Recovery Elevator, of course. Much love to to Paul and O. Um, but like Omar says, if you don't know how to leave a review on iTunes. There's like 10,000 videos on YouTube that'll show you how. It's real easy. Uh, you can just go to YouTube and uh, you can type in how to leave a review on iTunes and it'll help you out. Moving along, the Dopey Podcast. want to say what's up to those guys. I want we're, we're on reviews real quick and I read this review and it, it said something about Dopey Podcast. Apparently, uh, they had made a joke a while back about, uh, about me not coming on the show. Uh, we had a little miscommunication there, I think. 
not uh, not a big deal by any means. I actually thought it was hilarious uh, that I had their fans leaving reviews on Sober Guy Show to like go on go on the show and why didn't you go on the show and stuff. Super awesome. They're doing some some cool things over there, and uh, I just want to say what's up to those guys. I appreciate the uh, interaction. Hope they're doing well, and if they uh, are interested in having uh, having Sober Guy represented on the Dopey Podcast, we'd be more than happy to do that. So much love to them. Keep doing good work. Spreading the good word of recovery. Shit is ill, son. Um, I just took a trip down to LA, and uh, we'll t- we'll 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 have a little bit more information about this coming up soon. Um, you know about why I went down there and that whole thing, but uh, that's beside the point. I went to the Viper Room. If any of you are familiar with or uh, not familiar with the Viper Room, definitely an iconic club in West Hollywood, and uh, they, there's um, there's a lot of history there. It was really cool to go there and, and, and check it out. And I saw uh, Mad Child there. If you're not familiar with Mad Child, uh, he's an underground hip hop artist from Swollen Members from Canada. Uh, the group is from Canada, I believe. Mad Child's from Canada too. I think he stays out in uh, in LA now, uh, but. Man, this thing. Let me tell you why this was cool. Because uh, sometimes things happen like this, and it's it's uh, one of those things that just kind of happen by accident, and then you find out later on how how cool it really was. Number one, um, I I was in the hotel room, and I was like, man, what am I gonna do tonight? Um, I'd love to go to a show. Who's playing? I went through all the venues here, which is definitely different than when I was back down here. It always. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of shows around in the L.A. area, but it just didn't seem Maybe it's because I'm like 35 instead of 25 now. That could definitely uh, be the case. Uh, but it just didn't seem like the, that old uh, vibe that I got from back in the day. I couldn't really find anything. And then I come across Mad Child. And I had heard of Mad Child back in the day. Um, you know, And I said, man, you know, I, I, I've uh, always kind of wanted to check out more about him and see, what, see what's up. I wonder how his live shows are. I've heard they're dope. So I, I bought a ticket. I, or I, I took an Uber up there, bought a ticket at the door. And, um, and you know, went in and he didn't come on for another couple hours. So I started doing like I normally do. I'm like a research junkie. So I'll start looking shit up and looking history up and seeing like, you know, what, what's been going on in mad child's, you know, life and career and all that stuff. I love doing that. And, um, I found out that he really battled, um, uh, addiction for for many years and his newly or not newly but in the last few years um has gotten sober and uh and 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 turned his turned his life around as far as substance abuse goes and uh really is is um is sending out a good message against um you know being a dope fiend um it's not an easy life and it's 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 a rough life and it fucking steals your soul and i really thought it was cool that um, I didn't really know that going into the show, and then when I got there, um, you know, to find this out, it made the music and it made the show even that much more um, meaningful to me, I guess. So I bounced out. I went and got some grub. I just kicked it and um, sat outside, kind of took in uh, Sunset Boulevard. It was really, really cool to do. Um, and uh, and and then I went back to to the uh, Viper Room at about I don't know 11:30 ish before the show went on. And um, hung out. I, I um, you know, just kind of kicked back. I had my normal. For those of you who ask, like, how do you go to a club? How do you go to a show? How do you go to a party and not drink? Um, you know, what I do is I'll either I, I, I drink like a sugar-free Red Bull sometimes, or I'll just do soda water with some lime and some lemon, and I'll just keep getting a refill on it. So I'm drinking something. I have something in my hand. Um, you know, over time. For me, it's not like I don't even think about it anymore because you know it's just it's it's a lifestyle for me now. 
but for those of you who are out there, um, you know, who are maybe just new to that lifestyle, that's a little trick that that might help you if you do have to be in an environment like a wedding, um, you do go to a concert or something. You know, I always do that. I have uh, I'll have some Pellegrino or some soda water. Throw a little lime in it. Boom, there it is. It's something to sip on. It's refreshing. And guess what? I don't have a fucking hangover in the morning. Even better. And I don't say and do dumb shit that I regret in the morning either. I get to uh, you know, wake up and, and feel revived and feel, and feel good about myself and about the day that lies ahead. Anyways, I'm getting off topic here. Mad Child comes out at, um, I don't know, a little after midnight probably. And uh, you know he's telling the uh, he's he's telling the sound guy to like crank it up, like turn that shit up loud, and uh, it's bumping. And I didn't know this, but it was so it was so cool. Um, he didn't really he didn't really perform from the stage. Uh, he just performed like he literally jumped right off the stage and just got down in like the in the pit. I mean that's what I call it that that it's it's a mosh pit. They weren't moshing, but it was just a big circle of um, of fans and and people that were in the in the crowd. And he just basically stood there and just got after it, um, you know, in in and did his set right there in the crowd with mad interaction. People are videoing it. People are um, are uh, taking pictures. Actually, I got a good little video of it too. And maybe what I'll do is uh, I'll see if I can post that video in the show notes of this. So if you want to check it out. Um, it's about a 45 second clip uh, of of me just taking a, a super just raw live um, little little video of of him just getting after it right in the pit. So it was super cool to see. Um, learned a little bit about myself uh, stepping out, getting back in, into like a little club and staying sober, and uh, it was a cool experience. And uh, I definitely um, I definitely enjoyed it. And enjoy myself. And I guess why I say that is I want you to know that you can enjoy yourself too. You can go out and have fun. You can still like you're not dead, you know, being sober. Like there's plenty of life to live. And um, it's actually a lot better uh, these days for me in, uh, in knowing that I can go out and have a good time and that I'm not a fucking slave to that drink or that uh, that drug that night that robs me of all of the other, um, you know, fun and exciting things to do in life. Uh, like like the music in general, I get to enjoy it for that. So, Mad Child, if you ever listen to this, man, you got a new fan. Um, you got uh, you know you got some mad skills, and I really admire um, you know your your uh, um, you know your message out there to uh, to stay drug free. And I love the creative art in that uh, you know that that um, in the music as well. I guess that 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 today, Junior, you're stuttering, you're stuttering, fuck. Anyway, so uh, let's see. On to uh, on to today's uh, quick episode. This is gonna be uh, gonna be about uh, I don't know ten or fifteen minutes, man. We're just gonna drop some. We're gonna drop some of my uh, my uh, thoughts for you today. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I kind of titled this "Freedom Through Sobriety," and um, I just first want to say I, you know, like nor actually, you know what I didn't do real quick. Uh, let let me drop this real quick. One of the one of the tools that I use is Transitions Daily. Uh, it's a daily AA email and it's delivered right to my inbox. It's a great way to start your day. It takes me about five minutes to read. It's one of my favorite tools. Uh, you can go to dailyaaemails.com for more information. And um, I, I promise you, if uh, if you want a good way to start your day out every morning, um, this is a great tool to do it. So check it out, dailyaaemails.com. And then also, uh, be sure to check out the homies over at DXRX. 
Uh, DXRX provides access to alcohol treatment specialists, safe medication, and ongoing monitoring for people who want to stop or reduce their drinking, and it's all done through a simple phone app. You can go to thatsoberguy.com. You'll see the DXRX logo, Stronger Than Alcohol, and uh, you can click on that logo, and you can get more information and take a quick test, uh, and then you can get started. Uh, so thanks to those guys. Thanks to uh, Foundations uh, for supporting us. Uh, much love to our sponsors. Always, always good to have support uh, in this uh, in this little journey, I guess. Uh, let me sit up a little bit. I'm gonna take a drink. Anyone had a bang? Let's see, <laughs> a bang. Gotta say it with the B. Hold on, I'm gonna take a sip. I love when I get to do these monologue episodes. I'll tell you what, I used to do a lot of them. I think I need to do more of them because I really feel like myself when I get to do these. Not that I don't when I do interviews and when I get to talk to other cool people because I love, um, you know, more of this is less about me and sharing other people's stories and um, getting the word out there. But I got to say from from that almost selfish point of view, you know, as an artist, as someone who likes to create, I really do love uh, doing the monologue interviews like this or monologue uh, episodes like this. And, uh, and getting just to bullshit with you guys and well not really it's kind of funny because I say with you guys there's nobody listening to this out there right now so it's actually a figment of my imagination that there are people listening because you're not listening in real time but you're listening in like a later date bro dude super stoner shit right there man if I smoked weed right now I would be on point back to the drink the bang you can see it's got my potent brain and body fueled as it says on the can it's super creatine and BCA aminos, BCA branch chain amino acids. Um, and it is a pretty damn good pick me up. If you haven't had a bang, this is the lemon drop. Uh, there's no sugar in it. Um, these actually look a little bit better. Uh, well, I don't know if they're better. I was going to say better than a certain other kind of energy drinks, but I'm not even going to go there. All I know is this shit picks me up uh, versus some coffee. And um, yeah, so back to freedom through sobriety. I'm rambling now. I love it. I don't really follow any scripts on this, so I hope you can appreciate that. I think that's uh, that's one of my favorite things about this show. Freedom through sobriety, okay? So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this. What is that? There's some weird sound coming through the hotel room window right now. I'm not sure. It sounds like a bug or something. Maybe it's wind. I want to talk to you about freedom through sobriety. Every year, over 20 million American adults battle a substance use disorder. 20 mil, over 20 million Americans. That's a lot of people battling substance abuse or substance use disorder. Only about 10% of those 20 million actually seek treatment. A very small number. Um, it wasn't until I declared I had an addiction problem and that I needed some help that I experienced for the first time in my life a new sense of freedom. Okay, what? That is really going to drive me crazy. Can y'all hear that? What is that right now? Hold on. We're going to I'm going to take a step back real quick. Whoa, that's so weird. There's like this weird gap between the window I'm so sorry. That's so annoying. I know you guys are probably like, dude, what the hell? You keep leaving me hanging here. Okay, let me jump back into this real quick. 
It wasn't until um, I declared I had an addiction problem and that I needed help that I experienced for the first time in my life a new sense of freedom. Um, you know, that came when I actually admitted that I had a problem. I was drinking too much. I was uh, not living the life that I felt that I should be living. I was making bad decisions. Um, and when I admitted that I needed some help, there absolutely, and I've talked about it before, was a this sense of freedom like I had not experienced before. Um, once I quit, you know, I started to get some some uh, some foundation set, I guess, in living a, a healthy life. Um, I began to explore who I really was, and I realized that I had the potential to actually live a decent life. And one of the biggest things was, you know, for me was I stopped being so fucking hard on myself. I was always so hard on myself growing up, even as a kid, if I didn't know how to do something, instead of getting after it and trying to learn how to do it, I just didn't try and I just beat myself up over it. Um, you know, that, that's not any way to, uh, to, to live. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make you advance. It doesn't make you grow as a human being. It obviously doesn't help build your self-confidence. It really tears you down. Um, so you know, in order to do this, in order to live a, a quote unquote decent life, it really takes and continues to take me being honest with myself uh, and then staying connected to some sort of, um, of program or community or being involved in, in, in service work and helping others and giving back and, you know, finding my passion for me, which is, um, you know, obviously I love, I love talking about recovery. I do a show about it. Uh, and I love connecting with other people that's in my community, in the church, um, at the grocery store, at a game, at a concert, like it doesn't matter where, um, I, I really do enjoy talking to people, getting to know them and hearing, um, a bit about them and, and then offering, um, any service that I might be able to other than, um, other than anything. Okay. never mind. See, why, why would I say that's how fucked up my mind is? Why would I say offering them a service? The first thing that pops in my brain is a sexual innuendo, innuendo, however you say that word. I'm such a dude and it's so disgusting. So I apologize in my own mind. I'm just, I'm always fucking ratting myself out, but I could have just acted like I didn't think that, but I did. So anyways, um, okay. So I want to give you a few application points that can help you or someone you love find freedom through sobriety, okay? Um, and, and the first one is to surrender and admit that I have a problem. That is absolutely, um, that's absolutely the, first, the first part of it. Um, reaching out for help is the second part of it. Um, that's huge. It's really tough for us to reach out for help for many of us. It's looked on sometimes in our society as a sign of weakness. It's not. I can promise you that. It is, if anything, it is the, one of the most powerful things you can possibly do is to ask for help. And uh, when you do it and, and when you experience that, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. And then the third one is a spiritual awakening, some sort of spiritual awakening. I'm not saying you have to find Jesus or I'm not saying you have to find um, Allah or, or whatever God it is to you, um, you know, I'm not saying you have to find something specific, but what I am saying is you need um, some sort, well, let me rephrase that. I don't tell motherfuckers what they need. I needed to find a spiritual awakening and from many of the other people I talked to uh, in, in recovery that have been able to hold on to some kind of uh, um, you know, sober and, and better life, they've definitely found some sort of spiritual awakening. Okay, so we're going to start with surrender. I couldn't find freedom in my life until I admitted I had a problem, number one, uh, with addiction and, and alcohol and a whole other mess of things too. That was the face of it, but I had a problem with many things in life. My attitude, 
uh, and that I was powerless over all aspects of my life too. Um, I had to surrender to something that was bigger than me. Um, that idea that there's more to life than just me and just my selfish problems and, and ways. And, um, you know, for most of my life, I felt like I had to, to try and control everything. If it didn't go the way I expected, or if I didn't get the outcome I expected, I became angry. Um, I played the victim role for so many years. And then I used drugs and alcohol to cope with my discontentment. Um, you know, I, here's a quick story for you. I showed up to a job interview one time, just, just drunk off my ass. And uh, when I say drunk off my ass, I wasn't one of those, um, one of those people who, when I got drunk off my ass, um, you know, stumbled around. I mean, not not to say that I didn't stumble around occasionally. Of course, I did. But I, I'm trying to paint the picture. I didn't show up stumbling into this interview, but I was high as a kite. Right. I, I, I thought that I maintained myself well. I'm not sure if it was obvious. It's beyond the point. Needless to say, I go in there and I remember driving there and thinking to myself, like, OK, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink because I wanted to try to be you know, sober for this job interview. But the pressure of it and the anxiety and stuff just drove me. Um, to turning back to that and I decided that fuck it I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drink because I that's the only way I know how to deal with this this um, emotion that I'm feeling right now and uh, needless to say and I'm I'm a you know I <laughs> I say I'm a great interviewer well I don't mean that like a cocky ass or anything but I'm, I'm usually pretty good at presenting myself and um, and being able to carry a good conversation and um, you know in the past I've done well in interviews for the most part and this interview i fucking bombed it just straight bombed the interview right and, and rightfully so i was drunk off my ass and obviously i didn't end up getting the job and instead of um instead of instead of looking at it for why i didn't get the job probably because i had a shitty interview and you know probably because um, I, 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 I was drunk and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do very well. Um, you know, that, that was probably why I didn't get the job. I blamed it on circumstances. I, I blamed it on, um, you know, the guy who was interviewing me was an asshole and he, he had it out to, he had it out to get me, um, you know, and, uh, it wasn't fair. And I, I, I literally took on the victim role and I made all excuses for other than the reason of taking personal responsibility that I got drunk before the meeting, I gave a shitty interview and it was my own fault. Obviously I had to come to terms with that later on, you know, and so that was part of this process. Um, but, uh, my, my point to this is, is I had to take personal responsibility for my actions and that's in the past and the present. And I have to do that in order to find some sort of freedom in my life. Because when I'm in that, um, I, I think they call it cognitive dissident role where I'm just going to act like things don't exist and act like things didn't happen to me and, and act like everything's all, all good when it's not, um, there's no way you can grow and learn and, and become the person you know, that, I, that I was you know, supposed to be, which I don't even know who the fuck that is, but I'm still on that walk right now. Um, and then I also had to ask for forgiveness. You know, I also had to ask for forgiveness in that and, and trust that, um, you know, if, if I'm willing, you know, my higher power is going to lead me to ultimate freedom of self. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a big process. It's a long process. Sometimes I'm, I'm, I learn it every day. At least I attempt to learn it every day. 
and uh, that's all I can do. Um, so I want to move on to point two: reach out for help. This I touched on this, you know, briefly in in the in, in the beginning of this, but um, there's no shame in it. There's only empowerment. Uh, it, it's really looked at as it can be looked at as a sign of weakness in our society. I get it. I looked at it like that for very long. I didn't want to reach out for help. I'm a grown man. I could do it myself, son. You know, that whole attitude, fuck that, I don't need help. I got this. Like, nah, the, the fact of the matter is I didn't have it. <laughs> I thought I had it, but I didn't. And uh, when I finally reached out for help, um, it was not only relieving and um, granted me some sense of freedom, but um, it also uh, was empowering. And I could feel that empowerment grow a little bit each day. I can still feel it grow a little bit each day uh, up until today. And uh, one of my favorite quotes comes from the Apostle Paul. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And it's it's very true if you look into that a uh, little bit and that that mentality, um, you know, because weakness is is a form of, of honesty and humility and it does, I know for me, it's really helped me grow um, in being able to you know, be honest with myself and admit to wrongs, admit to things that I've done in the past and admit to ways that I'm feeling even right now and communicate that. Uh, there's power and vulnerability. It really does open up our true self. And uh, when we can find our true self, we can, we can grow. We can, we can start, to, um, you know, start to become that, that inner Inner, I call it like my inner spirit. Like I know who I want to be, but uh, sometimes I don't always feel like that. And um, you know, in, in vulnerability, and honesty, and humility, I can start to find that. And I have. Uh, I'm not saying I have it all figured out by any means. I absolutely don't. Um, I don't know that I ever will. Probably not. Um, and in fact, I don't want to have it all figured out. Like I'm okay with not knowing something today. And I think that is, um, you know, I think that's why this journey is so is so fucking cool because like I'm cool with that now. Like I said before, I used to beat myself up um, you know, over not knowing something and now I've learned to lay down that pride and just ask for help. It's not a big deal. It's actually enjoyable for me to learn. I love getting opportunities to to learn from other people that are that are smarter than me, that know more things than me. Or maybe they don't they don't know, maybe it's not even about knowing more. Maybe it's just about a different perspective and being able to learn um, learn from that. So, um, you know, there's no shame in reaching out. Uh, as it says um, in the 12 and 12, this is one of the things that I, I really enjoyed that I came across for this. Um, this was uh, had to do with, with step four in the 12 and 12. For pride leading to self-justification and always spurred by conscious or unconscious fears is the basic breeder of most human difficulties, the chief block to true progress. There's no shame in reaching out for help. So remember that. No shame in that shit. And then the last point that I want to present to you or tell you, I'm not really presenting it. I guess I'm kind of presenting it, um, but I'm relaying this thought, this message, is the spiritual awakening. Okay? Every person's spiritual awakening is going to look different. Not all spiritual awakenings look the same. So, you know, for me to sit here and talk about my spiritual awakening, don't compare mine to what yours might be. Or, or try to discredit it because it doesn't look like something you know that 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 um, you know I've experienced or you've experienced or someone else you heard of. Maybe you don't know if you've had a spiritual awakening. Maybe you're trying to find it. Um, you know that that's something that is internal and personal, 
and you're going to have to find on your own just as, as I did. Um, my spiritual awakening was one that changed everything for me. I had to give up control of my life and the circumstances surrounding it to advance to the next level of existence as, as, uh, as a man and in my spirit. Um, I want to touch on that real quick. I Just what I said, give up control of my life. Okay, I know that sounds very foreign to people. In fact, as I say it, it sounds fucking crazy to me, actually. But there's so much truth behind it. And I know this because I've experienced a piece of it. Um, you know, I've experienced a little tiny piece of attempting to do this on a daily basis. And I always go back to, you know, I don't have it figured out. I never want to come across like I do. That's the minute that I'm going to be fucked if I, if I ever get there. And, you know, God forbid I ever do. But I have experienced a little bit of, of letting go of control. Letting go of control of things like I'm only control I'm only in control of me, my responses to things, and and how I, um, you know, how I respond to these outer circumstances that are placed in front of me. That's the only thing I can control. I can't control those circumstances. And the moment that I come through and I start to understand that and start to live that out when I can. You know, I don't remember it every single time, but I, I usually am pretty good today about coming back to that. Dude, my life is so much easier and, and so much more uh, peaceful and joyful. You know, it, it really is. And when we hear about a spiritual awakening, I can assure you there's much more to it than just maintaining a life free from alcohol and drugs. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of uh, tools to navigate through life, just like many of us. There's there's not, you know, this um, magic guide, I don't think, out there, you know, titled, here's how to go through life perfectly and be a perfect person. That doesn't exist. Um, you know, we have to find tools to do this. And that's through through spiritual, through uh, spiritual tools, through community, through connecting with others, uh, through talking about our issues, our problems. Um, you know, I didn't have any of those tools at the time. At least I didn't, I, I wasn't... Um, in tune enough to uh, to go find them or to go seek them out, or I didn't want to. I just would rather get high. So I turned to alcohol and drugs to numb, um, you know, the pain and, and the shit that I was going through in life, you know, to um, to to kind of deal with those, to cope with those. I feel like I haven't taken a breath in like twenty seven minutes. I'm looking at the uh, uh, the recording here. Let me take a breath real quick. That's what happens when you're uh, when you've got some passion behind what you want to do. You can just get after it, and uh, I encourage you to find your passion. Everybody's got one, and you all got something that you're good at. You you got something that you're very talented at that maybe you don't want to admit to, maybe you don't want to show out of fear of um, you know what people will think. But I promise you, I'm just I'm just telling you from experience. Just fucking go for it. Go for whatever it is that you want to do, and. Who cares what anyone else thinks or says? If you got a burning passion in your heart to do something, go do it. It may take some time. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take patience. You may face adversity in, in meeting any goals that you have. But I'm, I promise you, you will feel amazing when you're pursuing that. It's the pursuit of it. It's not the end goal. It's the pursuit. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Um, so let, let me jump back into this spiritual awakening part and then we'll wrap this up. You know, deep down for me, there was a lot of hurts, resentments, angers, insecurities, 
and and really big was a lot of self doubt that contributed uh, contributed to me being unable to manage my day to day life. Uh, that's why it was just easier just to get drunk, you know, or get high. Or I don't. We used to say we don't get high, we stay high, and uh, that's really what it was. Um, how could I deal with all these feelings if if I never allowed myself to feel, right? The feelings, that's why they call them feelings. They're meant to be felt. Well, I wasn't feeling them. I wasn't feeling shit. Um, I was feeling high as a kite. <laughs> and uh, I was going about my business like a fucking zombie. And thankfully, I don't have to do that today. And uh, that's where the spiritual awakening comes in. Um, you know, for me, I've told this story before. I'm not going to go into the details of it. I don't know what episode it's on. It's on a couple of them. Uh, but I found a, a Bible in the road one day when I was walking the day before I went to treatment. I was battling that, um, you know, that that those voices in my head saying that I didn't need to go to go get some help. I didn't have a problem. I was fine. This was after I admitted that I didn't need some help. So, um, you know, then that voice crept in and I happened to go on a walk and I found this Bible laying in the road and it spoke to me and it said, you're doing the right thing. Go, you know, very simple. And from that moment forward, I never looked back. I went, you know, I got the help that I needed. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, I have somewhat of a decent life today, uh, thankfully, you know. And um, I owe that to, as O would say, from Share Podcast, good homie, HP, baby, HP. Um, this would have never happened, would have never been possible had I not surrendered and asked for help to tie those back in together. So, you know, surrender, asking for help spiritual awakening three great talk or three great points to start with if you're um if you're looking for a a kind of general outline of where to begin Um, i think those are really three that really helped me when i kind of looked back and and kind of mapped out um you know this little quest that i've been on um and asking for help and laying down my pride Uh, You know, I I asked for help and then laid down my pride. And then I felt like God led me to that spiritual awakening, you know, by opening those doors up. Uh, So today I have a a really great sense of freedom through being clean, um, through being sober. And I'm here to tell you, you can too. I promise you that Um, you just got to give it up. Uh, You can live a life that you, you never dreamed possible. Really. I mean, anybody can out there, uh, whether you're, you're, um, you know, whether you're going through it right now or whether you're already actively, um, you know, in, in your recovery and you're just looking for something a little bit more, um, it's out there. But, uh, you know, personal responsibility, ain't nobody going to do shit for us. You know what I mean? At least in this world. But, uh, you know, your, uh, your, your higher power will do, do everything for you on a daily basis. And, and, and when you put that first, I promise you everything else falls, falls in place. At least it does for me. Um, I'm genuinely excited to wake up every day and, uh, I hope you don't want to tell me, you know, fuck you when you hear me say that because you're having a rough day today. Uh, if you do, Hey man, say, I get it. We all have shitty days, but, um, I'm here to tell you that it is possible to wake up excited each day and ready to live life. Uh, you got to want it. You got to get it. You got to put yourself out there. Uh, and you got to have faith. Uh, you got to have faith. That's a, that's a big thing. So Thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, We'd love to hit 100 reviews in the next 30 days. That'd be awesome. Um, I I really enjoy doing this. I love you guys. Like, thank you for allowing, um, you know, allowing me 
to, uh, to, to speak my mind. And I hope that it helps you out there. I know if anything, man, it helps, helps me just by talking about it. And if this helps just one person out there, man, that's uh, that's what it's all about. That is definitely what it's all about. For more information uh, or any more resources, if you want to contact us, you can go to thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again to our sponsors, uh, Foundations, DXRX, and uh, Sober Nation. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood.